The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio on Voice America. We are here to make healthy relationships simple and easy so you can know better and do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. Now, on today's show, we're going to give you the tools and how-to for forgiveness. I love this topic, but I didn't know how. Everyone said to me, you need to forgive. You just need to let go. I'm like, yeah, but how? Because if it was that easy, I would have done it already. Yeah, that's what we hear from clients every day, isn't it? And then I'm trying, I'm trying to forgive, but then I see them again and it all kind of comes back. So we're going to get in deep on why it's so hard for us to really forgive. What goes on in our subconscious that makes us hold on to these things and feel justified, right, Mm. in staying angry for a long, long time. Yeah, a lot of people say, if I forgive, it means I have to accept that what they did was okay. But what they did wasn't. It wasn't okay. I've been mistreated. I was hurt or what they did violated something on some level. So a lot of people feel justified in holding on to that because if they forgive, then they've actually got to let that go and, and make their behavior okay. So we're going to explain why that's not true, Mm. right? Why uh, you don't have to stay angry and carrying that angst about this, the the negative energy in order to protect yourself from further bad treatment. And yeah, just letting it go is actually going to be more for you than it's going to be for them and telling them that it was okay. Yeah. And here at 12 Shapes, we we talk a lot about the healthy functionality of relationships, right? And that it's not about necessarily whether it's the right person or the wrong person or what's happened in the past, but we try to get people to see things in terms of the health and the longevity of relationships. And forgiveness is a big one that we see that actually creates that disconnection. Right, so it, forgiveness is a really important tool. It's, it's it's things we need to to create some skills and awareness around if we're actually going to have that health and longevity in our relationships. Yeah, Nicole, I've always said a good marriage is always made of two really good forgivers. Mm. Because the reality is anyone that we're in a relationship with on occasion is going to let us down or whether intentionally or unintentionally hurt us in some way. And and there's going to be that disconnect somewhere. And so if we're not good at letting things go and forgiving and instead we hold on and resentment builds and builds, it'll poison a relationship. It'll never work. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the conscious and the subconscious when it comes to forgiveness, Kim. Can you give us an idea of, of these two different places that people come from? Okay, so Nicole, what we, we teach in our program is that there are only two states that we function from all the time. And often we're not consciously aware of which state we're in, but we're in one or the other. So the first is a fear state, and it's really a very unbalanced state. It's a place where I don't feel safe in the world, and I need to protect myself. And in a fear state, everyone and everything is a threat to my safety. And so I have to be very focused on myself. The fear state's a very selfish place to be. It's a place where... What is forefront in my mind is my own worries and concerns and protecting myself. So we really can't build healthy relationships if we're functioning from a a fear state. We really need to learn how to get into what we call a trust and love or clarity state. In this place, we, we feel safe. And that means that everybody around us is not the enemy 
And we can actually show up and make choices and, and choose behavior that benefits other people too that isn't all about us. Yeah, so in one of the states, which is the fear state, we're unbalanced, we have bad behavior, we feel stuck. That's really where all of those negative emotions come up too, because it's not a healthy or happy place for us to be in, right? Whereas the trust and love state is a place where we can access letting go, we can move forward, we can see the opportunity for the path to clear, right? So there's hope there, but there's also a safety around me being safe in the world, right? So I'm okay in that state. And we call that the balanced state. Now, there's some of the 12 shapes in our 12-shape relationship system actually have a harder time getting out with forgiveness. And I want to talk about that. And if you haven't heard us talk about the 12-shape relationship system before, uh, this is our revolutionary people science that really helps you understand your relationship behavior because we all have a core or a fundamental relationship behavior. And when you understand that, you then know what it looks like uniquely for you in this fear state or this trust and love state. So if you haven't worked out what shape you are or you don't know the shape of the people in in your relationships, you really want to jump onto 12shapes.com. So that's 12shapes.com and there's a really fun, quick little survey there that'll actually give you that insight. But just in terms of talking specifically around forgiveness, uh, we find that the squares, the rectangles, the crosses, the octagons and the diamonds are often the shapes that are stuck when it comes to forgiveness. And I want to explore why. And that's because these are often the people who feel very justified or very entitled about their thoughts and ideas around the world, right? So if you feel very strongly about an opinion, if you're justified to have that opinion, it's, it's harder for you to actually be flexible within that opinion, right? And so our people science actually helps you understand who you are based on what you fear and what you value. That's what makes it so unique. So you do have people, and and you'll see this on our website, that, that genuinely function on this idea line more than others. And that's why forgiveness can be so hard for these people because not only do they feel taken from with that fear of loss, but that mistreatment feels so outside of what they believe is right. And, and they have a lot of injustice in the world. So, Nicole, maybe we could explain a little more when you say on the ideas line, um, you're talking about our, our chart that shows the 12 shapes. And what we've discovered is that in the, in the 12 types of people in the world that we believe there are, some of them highly value people and relationships most. And, and they're the people that don't like to be alone. They like to be with others and talking and interacting, connecting all the time. So that's our first line. Our second line is people who are task-focused and really wake up in the morning, feet on the floor, ready to go with that to-do list. And they are focused more on what they get done than anything else. The third line is people who value things in the world, the artists. The, the builders, the creators of things. And then the last line is that ideas line. And so we want you to maybe ask yourself, am I somebody that has very strong opinions about things? Do I have a strong sense of right and wrong? Can I uh, basically hold a grudge forever if somebody has disagreed with me? Yeah. And these are often the people that when they come to us in coaching, forgiveness is a really, really big piece of them being able to move forward and create changes to to have healthier, more functional relationships because they feel even more impressed that their sense of right or wrong, justice, injustice, that moral compass is so strong and it, it's such a core value to, to who they are as a person that that violation and that mistreatment almost is is felt more deeply than other people are on those other other lines. So this is important because, I mean, we've, we've been coaching for 15 years, Kim, and we deal with people who have, have been through all kinds of incredible trials and, and everyone's journey is different. But we, there are really some people who just say, yeah, forgiveness, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't know how to move forward with it. So let's talk about the, the shift that needs to happen to one out of this fear state, out of this place of, of mistreatment where there's a lot of loss and a lot of justification. Let's talk about one of how to actually get out of that. Yeah, so we're, we're really talking about how to get out of fear of loss. And if, if you're not very familiar with that term and what that means in our 12-shape system, you might want to listen to our show last week that was Human Behavior 102, is that what we called yep, it? Yep, yep. 
uh, where we got into the fear of loss, but it's really the fear of being taken from, treated unfairly, hard done by. Any Anytime you feel mistreated by either other people or the world in general, mm. we often feel like, boy, I got this crappy journey while other people got a great journey. I've been gypped. So I'm totally justified to feel taken from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So usually when we're struggling with a forgiveness issue, one of two things happen. Either we feel mistreated by someone, and that is the most common, Mm. or we might feel insulted by them, and they might have actually hit on our fear of failure. So those two core fears are definitely both in the mix. Whenever we struggle to forgive, we're, we're experiencing fear of failure and fear of loss, that's what has us stuck. So let's let's spend some time talking about the behaviors, the, the bad relationship behavior that we have as a result of forgiveness. Because sometimes we it's hard. We, we might have all of this stuff and, that we're holding on to um, and we're spraying poison everywhere because we're in that place of fear. We're in that unbalanced state. But sometimes we don't think in that moment, oh, yeah, I need to forgive, right? So some of the relationship behaviors, what that can actually look like. Okay, it can be scorekeeping. Okay, it can be holding on to ju- to grudges. It can be living in the past. That's one that I've seen a lot. Uh, people who don't hold a lot of hope or a lot of motivation about things changing because they feel like, well, it's just a waste of time, right? Because they're stuck in the past. What are some of the other ones that you see a lot with our clients? Well, in a lot of uh, the couples that we work with, there's just this resentment that has just gone on and on and on for years. And it it's like a poison that just slowly is, is acid that eats the relationship up from the inside. And the, the truth is, in every relationship, there's going to be some disappointment that I really wish this person would do or be something a little different than what they are. And so I've got this disappointment. And when you feel your spouse is disappointed in you, that triggers your fear and makes you very defensive and protective of yourself. So I think whenever we see resentfulness, uh, a real defensiveness all the time, uh, a very selfish focus, uh, those would all be signs of that some serious forgiveness needs to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And and just on that resentment, we often talk at our marriage mastery retreats because we do them all around the country and it's a two-day intensive where we really peel back the layers in a lot of these marriages that want to be functioning better, right? And the goal is, is not to to find any person with blame, but really to help people to see each other clearly. And we do that with the 12 relationship system. But but let's just talk for a minute about resentment because that's such a big thing when we do these retreats, right? Now, for that resentment to, to actually dilute down, we've actually got to be in love with the person as they are, not their potential. Mm, okay. Explain that in more detail. Yeah. So a lot of us love the idea of, oh, we could do this and, and it would be possible and we could create and build. And if you did that and you changed in this way, and we often find ourselves falling in love based on these expectations. And when they're not fulfilled, we then experience resentment, right? Because that person hasn't filled up so we filled up to their potential, stepped up to the plate or changed or adjusted in some way. And this is one of the things that creates that scorekeeping in, a, in that relationship. And we see that resentment then is that great, great big void that fills that space, which is, well, you know what? I loved the idea of it or the potential or what you promised me to do that you were going to change or do. But when that gets unfulfilled, that's when I start holding onto the grudges and, and that forgiveness piece needs to happen for, for things to actually turn over a new leaf and, and things move forward. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's been part of the magic of the 12 ship system for me is to to truly understand the people that I'm in relationships with at that level so that I don't expect them to be something that they aren't wired for. And I think a lot of times we expect people to be the way we are because to us the way we are feels right and better. And so the fact that they're different is just a disappointment in an, in and of itself, but with the 12 shapes, you read, this is how they're wired. This is what they're going to be, right? We don't expect them to be something other than the shape they are. And so that enables us to truly love them for who they are, what they are, instead of that promise or the potential, which means we're less likely to fall into that trap of feeling let down and then needing to forgive, 
right? So it's it's about learning to see people accurately, but then also being in a in a trust and love state, in a balanced state, so we can truly just love and move forward. Whereas resentment creates this big, big space of of keeping score, and that bad relationship behavior really comes up. So after the break, Kim, we're really going to talk about the specifics of why do we feel like there's a benefit of holding on to it? Because even consciously, I might think, yes, I need to forgive, but subconsciously, there's a part of me that goes, no, if you forgive, you're going to have to, it's going to make it okay. And it's still not okay. So we're going to explore that. Um, But we've got a few seconds where I just want to plug our sponsors for the show. So we're really lucky that we have an incredible sponsor in Now CFO and they not only support our radio show because they believe so much in what we do, uh, but they also support us in our, our own business with all of our financial needs. Oh, they've been a lifesaver to us to come in and get our books straight. I had been the accountant for many years in our business and it was not pretty because that is not my brilliance. And if you own a business of any size and you need more help with your accounting, it's a great option instead of hiring a full-time accounting professional in-house. But to let Now CFO bring someone in just for the hours you need them, they are so professional and amazing. I, I wouldn't work with anyone else. We just highly recommend them. Yeah, because you build a relationship because that's what we want, right? We want trust and we want support when it comes to our business and our finances. So if you're looking for that or you're needing somebody new to come in and rescue you like what we did, they're brilliant. That's nowcfo.com. So stay with us here on Relationship Radio on Voice America where we're talking about forgiveness, the key to letting go. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Why does my marriage have to be so hard? How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book, called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on a level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12shapes.com. Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable, outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs. Now CFO consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in. We are engaged to deliver a solution. Visit nowcfo.com to learn more or call now CFO at 1-855-669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to Relationship Radio. You're here with Nicole and Kim, and we're talking about forgiveness today and letting go and why it is so darn difficult for us to do it. 
Yeah, so during the week we received an email that I'd love to read out and we'd actually like to give the solution here live on radio because I really felt when we got this email, this is relative to so many of us. So let me read it out. This is from Jen. Hey, my ex-husband hurt me so deeply. I can't even express the depths of my anger, hurt and devastation. He's moved on. He's happy in a new relationship, but I can't seem to stop hating him and wishing horrible things would happen to both of them. I think I'd feel better if he would just be getting what he deserves, but his life is just grand and happy instead, and I'm miserable. How can I stop being so bothered and angry at them for being happy while I'm not? People say I should forgive for me, but I can't see how. Is this even possible? Please help me. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can understand this one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my heart goes out. This This is a hard one. So, I think to start, Nicole, we want to talk about some of the reason, the the real reasons that there's a part of us that doesn't want to forgive. And that's really the issue is we've got part of us that knows we should and part of us doesn't want to. And it's almost like driving with a foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. And there's lots of times in life you may find yourself stuck in this place where you're almost paralyzed. You're not moving either direction. And it's important to step back and look at what's really going on, even in your subconscious mind, that's providing a benefit for staying stuck where you are. Because the reason you're not changing is there's something you're getting for being where you are now. So, yeah, we want to, we want to, we're going to throw out a, lo- a bunch of ideas of benefits that you might be getting by unforgiving. And we'll see if any of these sound familiar to you. The first one is, does casting the other person as the bad guy bring me a sense of righteousness myself? And actually, Nicole, I feel like we've all grown up watching too much television and we're used to in any story, there's a good guy and a bad guy. And we're always trying to figure out which one we are. So if we can hold on to some proof that the other one is the bad one, that by default makes us feel like we're the good one. And I must be, you know, better if he's that bad or she's that bad. And so we want to just watch in in your mind, are you holding on to that story because it's doing great things for your ego? Yeah. And and I think a lot of people do this without even realizing. This next one, I see a lot in our clients. So seeing, uh, holding on to this grudge earns sympathy, attention, or validation from others. So when I share my story and I feel validated in this because people listen to me, does it get me some kind of pay, what Dr. Phil would call as a payoff, right? Is it is it some kind of attention seeking where I actually have, have now used it as a tool to build relationships? <laughs> Now this is all subconscious, but if you if you have this behavior, you can be brave enough to call yourself on it. There is some kind of a subconscious benefit going right. If I have to drop this story, then I've actually got to step up to the plate and make some changes, perhaps. Yeah, and and really, if you find yourself in kind of a sad self pity place and you're telling the story often to others, there's a pretty good chance this is where you're stuck. I, I think if you're out of this place, you don't need to tell the story. So I want you to be honest with yourself. Do you tell the story of what happened to you and how this person hurt you often? And, and is there a bit of a victim mindset with that? Mm, right? This happened to me. What and the vi- victim mindset really looks like. Yeah. So that often looks like I'm so hard done by this happened to me. I'm powerless. I can't make changes. And a lot of people live in that victim mindset unknowingly. Right, they they just tell their story in such a sad way, and and it gets validation from others, and it and it makes them feel good temporarily. But the victim mindset is a really stuck place to be because there's no accountability, no personal responsibility for your own happiness. You say, well, I can't be happy again because this is what happened to me. That's really what we mean by the victim mindset. Absolutely, and and here this kind of bleeds into another one that we wanted to talk about. Does that story and the telling of the story excuse some bad behavior on our part? I, I see a lot of clients who are just, they, they're telling the story that they're broken and therefore they're not responsible for how they behave or they, they aren't working, they aren't providing for themselves. But look at what's happened to me. I have this excuse, mm-hmm. right? And so holding on to the hurt is actually an excuse to make life a little easier. Yeah, so 
again, all subconsciously because we all want to feel less pain, but that victim mindset or keeping themselves in that depressed state where they're not perhaps as functional as what they need to be, they don't show up for others in the way that they need to in their roles as provider or as a spouse or even as a, a caregiver for, for children, um, that label of I'm depressed or this happened to me and I'm a victim and, and that justifies them staying in that place and not needing to put the the work in to move forward. Now, Nicole, I actually remember you and I in a coaching session long ago with a, a lady who said, okay, stop calling this my victim story. It's not just a story. It's real. This really happened to me that I was victimized. So yeah, don't I get to be a victim if it really happened? What do you say to that? Well, in that moment, I remember saying, yes, absolutely. Do you want me to make you a badge? Can we can we write it on a piece of paper and you carry it around with you all day like a label? Is that going to make it any better? Is it going to change that it happened to you? Absolutely not. And, you know, Australian phrase is that you know, with things like this is, you know, do you want a goody-goody badge? Is that going to make you feel better? And we don't mean it in any kind of judgmental context, but it's a really good thing for us to think about. Sometimes we have to be challenged in that state to go, yeah, absolutely. What am I wanting? from you, right? Am I, am I wanting you uh, to, uh, just sympathy? I'm sorry this happened to you. Or am I wanting some kind of accolade to go, you're a survivor? And if you do need that, then what is it that you're gaining from that? What does that do to your self-worth and self-esteem? And, and is, does it change anything at all? Or is it just more attention and validation of the crisis, which really keeps you stuck? Okay, so here's another one. Um, do you like to tell the story because you feel like you have to keep reminding people who the bad one is? Because if you stopped rehearsing the story, they may start to think that it was you. So you've you've got to almost maintain a PR campaign about the story that you want everybody to maintain. That's an interesting one because obviously there's two parts to every relationship and there's two sides to every story. But is there a part of you that says, well, no, there's there's nothing on his or her side. It's all about me. And, and this is the only way that the story goes and the only way the story ends, right? Is there a part of you on an eager level that almost needs to win? Ooh, yeah. I think that's a huge subconscious issue for a lot of us where it's a win if I prove that you're worse than me. A matter of fact, often I will, I, I remember saying this in a, in a speech that, come on, you guys know, every one of you, there's a game going on in your marriage to determine who treats who worse. And you almost get excited when you get treated badly because you just scored and you're winning the game if they behave badly or hurt you some more. So just be honest with yourself. Is this kind of drama going on in your marriage? Is, is this game being played? Because if it is, you may have the win, but that win is not going to be a healthy, happy, rich relationship. Yeah. So it's, again, everything that we teach here on Relationship Radio is about healthy, harmonious longevity. Because if each person is not healthy and whole, then the, really that's when the decay begins in, in that connection. And none of us can stay in unhealthy relationships long because it starts to eat away at ourself and our own sense of I am and, and security and stability. So really, Jen has two choices here that she gets to choose from. She can either live in a place of judgment and condemnation mindset where he doesn't deserve to be happy and I'm totally justified in in how I feel and and and, and she can continue to be in that place of suffering and she's in control of that, right? Or she can choose a trust and love mindset. So let's paint a really detailed picture for Jen and for anyone else in our listeners who are going, yeah, that's totally been in my story. This is the perfect classroom I'm in right now. I'm learning this lesson. Uh, let's paint a really clear picture about these two places that she is showing up or she could show up because we get to choose in every moment how much we suffer. So, Nicole, our solution that makes forgiveness so easy for thousands of people it starts in the same process that we use to get out of a fear of failure. And if you aren't familiar with the the way we teach to get out of fear of failure, you need to go back and listen to our show, Human Behavior 101, where we talk about the fear of failure. But what we teach you is that you've got to let go of judgment and accept a belief as a truth in your life that all human beings have the exact same value. And that no matter what we do, we can't earn more value. 
And no matter what we do, we can't lose value and be less than other people. We all have the same intrinsic worth all the time. But the trick to making this change actually change your self-esteem is you have to give up judgment. Because if you stay in a judgment condemnation place, casting other people as not good enough all the time, you're giving power to the old belief that people can be not enough. If you want the opposite to be true, you must give up judgment and let everyone have infinite value that doesn't change. And the more that you give that to all of these people, even the ones who've wronged you, you're giving power to a belief that will then actually create good self-esteem in you too. Yeah. So this is not just a mindset. This comes down to actually challenging you on your belief system, right? So we've all heard that wonderful saying that, you know, to, to choose forgiveness is really, um, you know, it, it's, it's a process of if you hold on to anger and judgment, it's like reaching into a fire. It's about grubbing that hot coal and then throwing it at your enemy. Even though as you're holding onto the coal, you're the one who's being burned, right? So we, we're all, uh, you know, familiar with this mindset, but we have to change a fundamental belief in order for it to be effective. Absolutely. You know, another visual that we've used with our clients that has been really powerful is I draw a jail on a piece of paper. And in this jail, there's two rooms. There's a cell and then there's a space for the warden to be. And I, I asked the client to tell me who they would like to put in jail. And of course, this person that's wronged them, they deserve to be in jail. So we draw them in, in jail, and we talk about what their sentence is, how long they should have to stay in there. And why? What did they do to you? Why do they need to be in jail? We, we allow them to tell that story, don't we? Absolutely. And I say, well, how long do you think the sentence should be? You're, you're in charge of this. You, you issue a sentence for this person in jail, and they usually want them in there for a long time <laughs> to be punished. And then I explain that in order to keep them in jail, you will also have to stay there in the jail as the warden. If you want to hold on to that condemnation, then you have to be in jail too with them for that long. Now, that's going to mean eating the jail food, staying in the jail all the time. Are you sure this is what you want? Because this is what not forgiving gets you. Yes, you can stay in condemnation, but you will suffer just as much as the person that you're mad at. And so this this condemnation and judgment mindset keeps us locked as a prison, as a victim in our own mindset. But all of us truly want freedom. We want freedom to be happy. We want freedom to create new opportunities, pursue new relationships. But as long as you're you're stuck in this mindset, you don't have the one two, true thing that you're craving the most and that is actually going to move you forward, which is the freedom. So the key in the lock to forgiveness is actually letting go. Right, It's letting go of the need to be more superior, the need to be right, righteous, all of these things to truly get out of this adjust or adjust this mindset to one that's out of condemnation, out of judgment and, and really claiming, hey, I hold the power around my suffering here. So that's the one choice that I think Jen's living in right now, right? So guys, let's let ourselves out of prison even if that means letting them out of prison too. Choose to let everybody have the same value. Now, that doesn't excuse or take away the consequences of our choices. When we make choices, people may choose not to have us in their life anymore. Uh, we, we, we don't get to choose the consequence, but we do choose how much we let it affect our value. And, and this principle, this idea of our actions can't change our value. Our value is the same all the time. It it literally is in letting you give that to other people. You're giving it actually to yourself. Yeah. So there's a gift in here. There's a gift for others and there's a gift for yourself. One of freedom, of happiness, of the idea that you could have healthier and happier, more whole relationships. And this is what Relationship Radio is about. It's it's about shifting the, the perspective, giving you a new lens in which to actually create these healthier functional relationships. Now, can we need to make a, another quick break, but we'll be right up 
after um, the break, we're going to get into the second option that Jen can choose. How do we get into this trust and love mindset? How do we choose less suffering for ourselves? We're going to give you the how-to after the break. You're here with Relationship Radio on Voice America. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable, outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs. Now CFO consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in. We are engaged to deliver a solution. Visit nowcfo.com to learn more. Or call now CFO at 1-855-669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today. Why does my marriage have to be so hard? How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on the level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12shapes.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to Relationship Radio on Voice America with Kim and Nicole. And we're talking about forgiveness today. We've been talking about all the reasons that we struggle to forgive and we hold on to that stuff and we won't let it go. And we've been talking about a simple mindset shift that makes it so much easier to finally let it go. And Nicole, I'm a a big fan of The Course in Miracles. I've actually Mm -hmm. read that giant fat book two times all the way through, which is quite an undertaking. But what I love about that book is its emphasis on forgiveness. It actually leads me to feel like forgiveness might be the most important lesson that we're on the planet to learn. And, and it includes both forgiving others and forgiving ourselves. Yeah. But I think it's huge for your, your happiness in life. You've got to learn to be better at this skill. Yeah. So we talk a lot in, um, in marriage about this dynamic of, of conditional and unconditional love. Right. And this this whole idea that we cast the other person as the bad one and I feel mistreated. And you give me conditional love because you don't give me what I need and, and you hold these conditions over my head. These are bad behaviors that come from not forgiving. Right. So to truly get into a place of, of even reciprocal, healthy love, we have to know how to be in a trust and love state, that balanced identity within ourselves where we can actually show up at our best. So let's talk in detail about how to achieve this trust and love mindset, which is in the balanced part of us. 
Okay, so Nicole, there's two things that we teach our clients that they have to trust in to get themselves out of fear where they're even capable of love and forgiveness. And so I want to explain that the first one we've kind of been talking about, we've been talking about trusting your value that it is the same all the time as every other human being on the planet. It's infinite and absolute and cannot change. And what that really means is you're letting all of us be innocent, even though we're all guilty. We're all guilty of bad behavior, every single person on the planet. Yet, it doesn't have to affect any of our value. And so the more we can get in trust to seeing our value and other people's value this way, that's the first secret to getting out of fear. The second is actually trusting to see the things that happen in your life as happening for a reason and for a purpose. I love this one because we often have this phrase in our our coaching program, we do this with our clients every day, that in what way is this your perfect teacher? In what way is your spouse or this person who you feel mistreated by, in what way are they your perfect teacher right now to enable you to rise and grow and strengthen? And when we challenge our clients in that way, sometimes it's hard for them to hear, right? We often meet a little bit of resistance when we actually bring that up with them and they go, well, it doesn't make it justified and I don't like it and it shouldn't be and it shouldn't have happened. Absolutely. But what if we could choose because it's less suffering for you to actually choose the, and adopt that that new lens, that new perspective in the way that we see the, these circumstances as they're here to serve me instead of to create all of this unhappiness? So uh, everybody who's read my book knows I'm a big Viktor Frankl fan. And I, I really powerfully learned this lesson from him as he sat in that concentration camp, the worst experience ever, and asked himself, is this random bad luck that this happened or has it happened for a reason, for a purpose? And at the end of the day, what he realized is there's no way to know, which is true. But he found that when we see things as random bad luck, we hold on to them more. And I think we struggle to forgive more in this place because we just feel hard done by. Where if we choose to see every experience and every person and every interaction that we've ever had as being in our life for a reason to serve our growth in some way, everybody has been there to serve us. And even this person who has hurt you that you're struggling so much to let go of, they have been a perfect teacher in your journey. So I want to recap the two things that are the door out of fear and into peace are trusting that your value is the same all the time and that your journey is always the perfect classroom for you. And really in trust about those two things, Nicole, there's nothing to fear. Yeah, so that means that this person who's hurt you and you feel betrayed by or whatever the circumstances are, they are not the enemy, they're the teacher, right? And so in this moment, it's not about pardoning what they did or justifying or making it okay, right? Particularly, we have this with a lot of our clients who have experienced abuse or or something that's a little bit more violent or volatile. It's like, well, none of that's okay. And we're saying, no, adopting this mindset around learning and classroom and purpose and meaning and perspective is not about excusing it at all, but it's about seeing it that what has happened as part of something bigger. It's, It's part of some kind of divine, amazing plan that you're in right now that right now doesn't feel very nice. Absolutely, but it, it, it's a growth opportunity. And that in that moment can switch that person from a victim mindset to one of being open-minded and saying, right, what is it that I could learn? And so one of the tools that we actually use to coach this principle, Kim, is what we call our forgiveness formula. And what we've done is we've created a worksheet for all of our listeners on our website, 12shapes.com. So you can jump on there and you can actually get the how-to for the forgiveness formula. Let's, Let's talk through how to actually do this. Okay, so, and by the way, when you go to our website on 12shapes.com, you go to the worksheets button, uh, you'll see there's actually two forgiveness formula worksheets. There's a a regular one and a high-level one. And you might want to download both of them, um, but you'll see why the one is is a little bit higher level. Um, The first one, though, you want to first get clear about the mistreatment that you're hurt and angry about. And I have to tell you, I, I insist that my clients take the story out of it and write the facts. 
Because a lot of times we've added a lot of meaning to things that might not be accurate. So just put the facts. And then it asks, why do you feel that your hurt and anger is justified? Because it's really important to put down on paper why you feel justified to hold on to it if we're going to then teach you how to get out. Yeah, so there's a a big responsibility piece in this, which I absolutely love. This is about saying, okay, this might have happened to me, but in this, I have a part to play. And this worksheet, this forgiveness formula helps us to identify and feel empowered that I can actually do something within that, which I love. So we also get you as part of this to really feel that anger and that hurt really allow yourself to sit in that for a little while and say, yeah, how much hurt and angry am, anger am I carrying? What bad relationship behavior is, ha- is that is happening as a result of that, that I'm showing and directing to myself through not having self-love and self-care, but also how's it affecting others? And then do I have an ego in this? Is my ego, or we, we call it in coaching, a voice of fear, is it feeling satisfied in some way, right, and, and justified in that? Um, or do I have a need for that other person to be miserable and angry and suffer just as much as I am? And then we we try to adjust and say, okay, well, now I've sat in all of that and I've unpacked my own feelings. Could I see that person as the same as I am? Could I see that person as the same value that they did their best in this relationship and they did the best with what they knew and the resources they had at the time? Could I see that they have the same value that they're just in a classroom of life learning too? Because if we can't see that, then we can't truly let go. But the, but the way to be able to do that is to actually ask, if I was to put myself in that other person's shoes and they had all of that bad relationship behavior and they, they projected everything else on me, what was going on in their world? What are they afraid of? At that time when they did, you know, put all of that in, in my experience and they offended and mistreated me, what, what did they need? What was going on for them? And Nicole, we've we've talked on our last few shows about the fear of failure and the fear of loss. 99% of the time, if you really step back and look at what was going on with this person, they were experiencing one of those fears in a really painful way. They're all they're either very, very insecure and afraid that they're not enough, which is driving their bad behavior, or they feel walked on and taken from, and so they're in a very defensive, selfish place. And as soon as I can see which fear is in play with them, I immediately have more compassion to see what was driving the behavior and why they were where they were. So if they were in an unbalanced state and then they they projected that and created mistreatment for me through bad relationship behavior, that then becomes the perfect storm, right, for this mistreatment or this offense to have happened, which is often why these things happen to begin with, is because you have two people who are in an unbalanced state. So if we can see their unbalanced state with compassion, we could then own our own unbalanced state with compassion. We can then actually see, right, well, what is it that this opportunity, this learning opportunity is in my life to show me? What is it that I am meant to be experiencing? What have I learned? What could I, this person be teaching me? How could it have possibly created some good? And I have to tell you that when we do that, sometimes people can can get it easily because they're, they're like, yeah, absolutely. I can see that in compassion. That's so what happened. But then sometimes they feel even more offended by the fact that, well, how could this be a good thing in your life, right? So if you struggle at that point, you want to go back to the, the step one to five and really sit in that for a little while. But Really, we want to want to shift you into a place where how could this experience have benefited me and my journey and my world right now? How could it have been more loving for me to have learned this lesson right now? So, Nicole, you know, when Viktor Frankl, um, when the war was over, he went back to working as a psychotherapist and he worked with a lot of the people who were fellow prisoners in the concentration camps. And, and forgiveness is actually one of the lessons that they worked on, he found that if they held on to their anger and hate towards the guards and the soldiers, that it caused suffering for them more than anything. And so he would challenge them to actually sit down with pen and paper and see if they could write down 10 positives that that abusive, torturing, horrible behavior has created in their lives. And I often ask clients to do the same exercise. And, and they, they tell me, oh, this is hard 
but but imagine how hard it would be for someone in a concentration camp to see the positive in that experience. But they could do it. They came up with things like this amazing appreciation that they now have for every second they get to spend with people that they love. They don't waste a second of it. And how beautiful is that? They have incredible gratitude for the smallest blessings, even just a warm cup of tea, something like that small. They appreciate so, so much. And and I know this exercise might challenge you a little bit. We know that it might be hard, but I promise you, if you are willing to really look at what this could be in your life to serve you for, you will find some. Yeah, because we really believe that every experience in your life is is there to teach you something, that there's no such thing as as random, right? And that this experience that you're trying to work through and to experience forgiveness with, it, this isn't an exception. This is exactly what we're talking about. And it's an experience that's getting give you and is giving you an opportunity to become a better person. And if your happiness is being destroyed by anger or the need to cast other people as the bad guy, let it go. And even if you feel justified, let it go anyway, because it's not easy because the ego wants us to hold on to that anger and defend and protect yourself, but let go anyway and let go because by choosing and trusting your journey in the process of life, then you you become bulletproof. You then claim your value as infinite and absolute. You realize there's not no ways that you can actually be hurt because you can just let that go because we've got to choose love because it's the kind of person that I've decided to be, not because the other person deserves me or deserves to receive that forgiveness from me. So this is a matter of of you changing your behavior for more self-love for yourself. Absolutely. Um, wow, Nicole, this is this is super powerful stuff. And, you know, it, it helps us step out of the victim place because in a victim place, we have no control over our pain. This other person is control is in control of how much they hurt us. As soon as you realize that no one could hurt you without your participation, that unless you pick that poison dart up and hold it and, and carry it, they can't hurt you. You actually are the only one who is in charge of how upset or how hurt you are by things people say or do. And the minute you own that, you you step from a victim to a victor. Yeah. So hopefully today our listeners have received a lot of great tools and skills on actually how to do the letting go, how to do the forgiveness, because we're all about giving people those skills because we can't do better until we know, know better. Right, And if you haven't done the 12-shape relationship survey as part of our revolutionary people science at 12shapes.com, you're going to want to do that to understand what part of you is activated and triggered in an unbalanced state when you you need to do this work around forgiveness. So make sure you do that. Um, It's actually time to go, Kim. We always seem to run out of time. Time goes by too fast. (laughs) But uh, we thank you for joining us. We really hope that, that this has been valuable. Continue to come and use the resources and and the tools that we have on our website at 12shapes.com. And we look forward to connecting with you next week. We're going to be sharing how to move through secrets, how to increase trust and how to be vulnerable in relationships in our show next week. So you've been with Kim and Nicole on Relationship Radio here on Voice America. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but will join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.